this is Supriti from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Monday, the 26th of April. India reported over 3,52,000 new cases in the last 24 hours, taking the total number of infections since the pandemic broke out in January 2020 to over 1 crore 73 lakhs. This is the highest ever single-day rise in cases reported by any country so far and the fifth consecutive day when the country has set such a grim global record. For the first time, 2,812 deaths were registered. The toll is now 1,95,123. The centre said that 74% of Sunday's cases were reported in 10 states, which are Maharashtra, Uttar Pradesh, Karnataka, Kerala, Delhi, West Bengal, Rajasthan, Tamil Nadu, Gujarat and Madhya Pradesh. With registrations for the COVID-19 vaccination program for citizens aged over 18 and above set to begin on April 28th, the Delhi government has joined 20 other states in announcing free vaccines to everyone above 18. Delhi Chief Minister Arvind Kejriwal said, and I quote, Today, we have given the approval for the purchase of 1.34 crore vaccines. We will make an effort to ensure that it is purchased soon and administered at the earliest to people. End quote. Delhi has extended the lockdown in the capital, which was meant to end today. The lockdown will now continue till 5 a.m. on May 3rd. While the capital saw a reduction of daily cases in the last few days, recording a little over 22,000 today, the positivity rate remains alarmingly high, at about 31% despite the lockdown this past week. Yesterday, the positivity rate stood at 30.21% meaning that one in every three people who were tested returned a positive result for the coronavirus. In an update to the oxygen crisis in the country, ENI reported that as many as 318 oxygen concentrators are on their way to Delhi from the US. Last night, an Air India flight carrying 500 BiPAPs or bi-level positive airway pressure machines, 250 oxygen concentrators and other medical supplies from Singapore landed in Mumbai. Today, a special train carrying oxygen tankers from Bokaro in Jharkhand reached Lucknow. Indian Express reported that the centre yesterday announced in-principle approval for 551 dedicated pressure swing absorption medical oxygen generation plants to be set up in identified government hospitals in district headquarters across the country using PM Cares funds. Separately, the Home Ministry also issued an order directing states to use all available liquid oxygen for medical purposes only. A day after claiming that there was no shortage of medical oxygen in Uttar Pradesh, Chief Minister Adityanath on Sunday reiterated that supplies were available in the state and warned of action against private hospitals if they falsely report a shortage. The state government had claimed on Saturday that some people were trying to create panic by spreading rumours on social media about oxygen scarcity. The latest denials of oxygen scarcity came even as Chhattisgarh Chief Minister Bhupesh Baghel said his administration had facilitated the transport of a tanker carrying 16 tonnes of oxygen to Medanta Hospital in Lucknow as it was reportedly facing an oxygen shortage. Mumbai and its adjoining municipal corporation areas reported a severe shortage of ventilators yesterday, with many government jumbo centres having a long waitlist to admit patients in need of ventilator support. 
Kerala Chief Minister Pinarayi Vijayan on Sunday wrote to his Uttar Pradesh counterpart Aditya Nath seeking expert medical care and humane treatment for journalist Siddiqui Kapan who contracted the coronavirus last week. The journalist has been in prison since October. Globally, the coronavirus has infected more than 14.6 crore people and killed over 31 lakh since the pandemic broke out in December 2019, according to Johns Hopkins University. The US National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan spoke to his Indian counterpart Ajit Doval and promised to make available the raw material required to manufacture the Covishield vaccine. A press statement from the US National Security Council said, and I quote, To help treat COVID-19 patients and protect frontline health workers in India, the United States has identified supplies of therapeutics, rapid diagnostic test kits, ventilators, and personal protective equipment that will immediately be made available for India. End quote. United States President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris on Monday morning promised to help India in its fight against the coronavirus pandemic. Reuters reported that a fire caused by an oxygen tank explosion at a COVID-19 hospital in Baghdad claimed at least 82 lives and forced some people to leap through windows out of the burning building, witnesses and authorities said on Sunday. Prime Minister Mustafa Al-Kazmi blamed negligence and suspended his health minister, Hassan Al-Tamimi, pending an inquiry into Saturday's blaze at the Ibn Khatib Hospital. Some 110 people were also injured, and most of the dead and injured were patients. Already decimated by war and sanctions, Iraq's healthcare system has struggled to cope with the coronavirus crisis, which has killed 15,257 people and infected more than 1 million. 34 assembly constituencies spread across five districts are voting today in the seventh phase of the eight-phase election in West Bengal. Among these, six are in Dakshin Dinajpur, six in Malda, nine in Murshidabad, nine in Pashchim Bardhaman, and four in Kolkata. According to the Election Commission of India, more than 55% voter turnout has been recorded until 1.30 p.m. In Bhavanipur, the home turf of Chief Minister Mamta Banerjee, the TMC has fielded party heavyweight Sobhandeb Chattopadhyay. Mamta is contesting from Nandigram this election instead. One of the key constituencies that goes to poll today is Kolkata's Rashbihari constituency, a traditional bastion of the Trinamul Congress in Kolkata. For the Bharatiya Janata Party, winning this intellectual hub is crucial and they have fielded Subrata Saha, a former lieutenant general in the army, who, according to Atonu Chaudhary's latest report, is banking on his army background to get him votes. Head over to our website newslaundry.com and read the report which is a part of our NL Sena series called Assembly Elections 2021. It is titled In Rashbihari, BJP pitches for their Balakot strike candidate to win over intellectuals. While you're there, you can also check out Akansha Kumar's video where she digs deeper into Gautam Gambhir's stocking up of Fabi flu. Why isn't he giving it to hospitals instead? Who is he supplying it to? Akansha went to Gambhir's house. Watch the video to find out more. The video is titled Why is Gautam Gambhir stalking Fabi Flu? Akansha was trying to find an answer to a seemingly straightforward question, something that we try our best to do at News Laundry. But reports such as these, as well as our podcasts, ground reports, interviews and videos take time and resources. And during these unprecedented times, we look to our readers for support 
now more than ever. So, if you aren't a subscriber already, head over to our website and help fund our endeavor to bring you the stories that matter. Our lowest subscription starts at only 300 rupees a month. The Ministry of Electronics and Information Technology has sent roughly 100 takedown notices to Twitter and Facebook to remove content and posts which it alleges are unrelated, old and out of the context images or visuals, communally sensitive posts and misinformation about COVID-19 protocols. Senior ministry officials told ANI that the notice was sent based on recommendations from the Ministry of Home Affairs. A senior official said, and I quote, When the entire country is putting up a brave fight against the COVID-19 pandemic, some people are misusing social media to create panic. The ministry has asked these URLs or uniform resource locators to be removed to prevent obstructions in fight against the pandemic and escalation of public order due to these posts. End quote. Defending the removal notices, the ministry officials said that while social media could and was being used to criticize the government, seek help and even offer suggestions on handling of the COVID-19 pandemic. It was also necessary to take action against those users who were misusing social media during this grave humanitarian crisis for unethical purposes. For more than 32 hours now, a forest fire has been raging in the hills of South Mizoram, spreading to towns and villages of two neighboring districts, Lunglei and Longklai. Authorities told the Indian Express that firefighters from the state government, with the help of Assam Rifles and Border Security Force personnel and local volunteer groups, have been trying hard to put out the fire. On Sunday evening, as the fire continued to burn, the Indian Air Force, requisitioned by the Mizoram government, deployed two MI-17V5 helicopters equipped with specialized Bambi buckets to control it. The fire reportedly started at 7 a.m. on Saturday in the forested hills near Lunglei town. By Sunday, it had not only affected 10 village council areas within Lunglei town, but also spread to three rural development blocks of Longklai district. Kulothangan A, district commissioner at Lunglei district, said that while they were able to control a large part of the fire last evening, it erupted again this morning. He added, and I quote, We are trying to bring it under control, but the current high winds and dry vegetation are contributing to its spread and making it challenging, end quote. Another official said that smaller fires were continuing to burn and that while it is assumed that the fire will not pose danger to human habitation, it cannot be ruled out. Rescue workers yesterday recovered one more body from the site of the glacier burst at Sumna in Chamoli district of Uttarakhand, taking the death toll from Friday's incident to 11. According to the district administration, search and rescue efforts were still on in Niti Valley for seven more people who went missing at the time. According to the state police, there were 402 workers of the Border Roads organization at the site when the incident took place. A release from Chamoli District Magistrate Swati S. Bhadoria said 384 people have been rescued so far after the disaster and 11 bodies were recovered. All the bodies recovered so far have been airlifted to the Joshimad Community Health Center for autopsies. The Indian Air Force also joined rescue operations on Sunday. It said in a statement that it deployed through advanced light helicopters from the Bareilly and Sarsawa air bases for rescue efforts. 
It mentioned that another helicopter evacuated a casualty of the glacier burst who was suffering from double renal failure caused by internal injuries and was taken from Joshi Mutt to Jolly Grant Airfield in Dehradun. Myanmar's pro-democracy activists sharply criticized an agreement between the country's junta chief and Southeast Asian leaders to end a violent post-coup crisis and vowed on Sunday to continue protesting. Reuters reported that there were scattered protests in some larger cities in Myanmar yesterday, a day after the meeting of the Association of Southeast Asian Nations with Senior General Min Ong Lang in Indonesia, reached a consensus to end the turmoil in Myanmar but gave no timeline. A representative from protest group General Strikes Collaboration Committee said, and I quote, Whether it is ASEAN or the UN, they will only speak from outside, saying don't fight but negotiate and solve the issues. But that doesn't reflect Myanmar's ground situation. We will continue the protests, end quote. According to a statement from ASEAN Chair Brunei, a consensus was reached in Indonesia's capital, Jakarta, on five points, ending violence, constructive dialogue amongst all parties, a special ASEAN envoy, acceptance of aid, and a visit by the envoy to Myanmar. The five-point consensus did not mention political prisoners, although the statement said the meeting heard calls for their release. Myanmar's parallel National Unity Government, composed of pro-democracy figures, remnants of Aung San Suu Kyi's ousted administration, and representatives of armed ethnic groups, said it welcomed the consensus reached, but added that the junta had to be held to its promises. Dr. Sasa, spokesperson for the NUG, said, and I quote, We look forward to firm action by ASEAN to follow up its decisions and restore our democracy. End quote. That's all the news we have for you today. Stay safe and hold on during these difficult times. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.